Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if you keep on the sunny side of life. It's all right, that's all right, that's all right, it'll be all right. My soul's got a seed up in the kingdom, that's all right. 2020, well it's gone, 23, it's coming on. But my soul's gonna see the in the kingdom, so that's alright. That's alright, that's alright, that's alright, it'll be alright. My soul's gonna see the in the kingdom. My soul's gonna see the in the kingdom. in the kingdom that's alright well here it is we're at the end of the year and um, I'm looking forward to seeing many of you on Sunday uh, it's going to be a great day I hope you come the 11 o'clock service right immediately after the 11 o'clock service we're going to have a baptism we have at least four people getting baptized we're going to have some great testimonies it's going to be in the river <laughs> Outdoors, not supposed to rain. It'll be a neat, neat time, a special time. If you're thinking about getting baptized, you better let me know. But um, these are folks that they want to do it outdoors and God's creation. And so I'm going to do what I can to help them. I want to talk to you a little bit as we look forward to this next year. We're getting on with um, uh, trying to grow making growing in your own relationship with God and one another the focus of what we're doing. It's really, really important because out of your spiritual growth, out of the impact of your, the growth of your life, you have an impact on other people's life as a witness. You know, this week, um, different family members came in. My two granddaughters uh, were at my house. Two of my granddaughters, the youngest ones, were there. They're both like two, and they saw each other. And it was just wonderful. It was great. Um, but they acted like two-year-olds. Can you believe it? Now, it's wonderful when they're two, but it's not, it, and it's really cute and it's kind of funny and they're kind of, they're kind of have their own like challenges. But if they're babies like this, 10 years from now, after years and years go by, that's a crisis. That is a huge problem. We're in a time where many, many people be, kind of remain babies for life in terms of their spiritual life. And the sad part is, is we have an entire culture within churches 
who will give people, indulge that immaturity, and give them what they want, appeal to their desire to get what they want as long as they keep their nursery full, which is the pews full. But And this is really causing problems. And of course, this was really a brought home uh, during the last few years of crisis coming out of it, you just really see saw that when people were really put under stress and they had to deal with a lot of change really quickly, they the depth of their spiritual life, the the level of their commitment, the the maturity of their love, the way they handled the things they were unhappy about really came to the surface. And this has really done a lot of damage. It did some damage to our church, but it also did damage to uh, churches in general. So this need for us to grow, and that includes me too, because I'm not nearly as far along in my growth in Christ as I should be. But it became very clear to me. And this year, as as your pastor, and as speaking with as with the other pastors, we're committed to really help you grow all that you can in your spiritual life, in your in your emotional and spiritual health. But what does it take to really grow into the full stature? of Jesus Christ. You know, Paul talked about it. He said, it t- for he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers as Ephesians 4.11. So it obviously is going to take, uh, you, you're going to need some help with other people. That's why he gave people like myself and other people to, and teachers to help you grow. And why are they in your life? Well, we're here for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ, to build it up. And what does he mean by that building up? Does it just mean numbers and packing more people in? Although we'd like to see lots of people come. But the 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 building up he's talking about until we all obtain the unity of faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature, which is the fullness of Christ. And as a result, the result is we're no longer going to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried around by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery and deceitfulness and craftiness and deceitful scheming. In other words, this is the idea that you won't any longer be the believer that will be pulled into um, whatever the latest appeal is, whatever the coolest thing is. You know, you want some candy kind of thing offered to you. But what's really going to help you grow and really mature? So he says, you're, as a result of you growing to the full stature of Christ, you are going to not be unstable like that, blown back and forth. You're going to be steady. But speaking the truth in love, this is how it happens. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is ahead, even Christ. And here's what happens. And this is talking about a local church like Toledo First Baptist, or maybe you go to a different church, but this is what it's supposed to do. From the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part, causing the growth of the body for the building up itself in what? Love. The measure is, is whatever happened in your life in 2022 or before that, did it result in you being a more loving, more committed part of a church, part of your church, and steady, not back and forth and up and down, but steady? Did it result in that? And did it cause you to be built up in love? That is what growth is to look like. 
So as we end this year, here's the question. Have you grown any in a way that Jesus would actually call growth? Have you grown in any way that Paul would actually call growth? So what are some things that every disciple needs to grow? Well, first of all, you need to have life. You must be born again, Jesus said. You can't grow if you're not alive. You know, when a baby is um, born, and we were all baby Christians at some point, we have to have the life of God in us. You know, this is why he says you must be born again. First Peter 1.3 and says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You get life when you trust in him. And hopefully you got to have that if you haven't yet. And that you will get that. You know, he who has a son has life, it says. The second thing, you need food. You need nourishment. The food is the truth of God that comes to you from his word and from his creation and from the preaching of the word and from the insights of your own life. Uh, You need the food of God's word in your life, that written scripture poured into your life. Meditate on daily. You know, 1 Peter 2.1 says, Therefore, putting aside all malice and deceit, and hypocrisy, and envy, and slander. You know what that means? That means you don't say, oh, I'm doing fine, or oh, it's so good to see you when you don't mean it. There's no more malice, there's no more deceit. Or I'm totally, man, I got your back. And not meaning I got your back in the bad way. But you're, you're really sincere, there's an honesty. And you put that aside, and what do you fill your life with rather than faking it till you make it? Like newborn babes long for the sincere and for the pure milk of the word, the sincere milk of the word, so that you may grow in respect to your salvation. Then he says, if you've tasted the kindness of the Lord, if there's any reality of you really knowing God, this is going to be true. And so you have to have nourishment. A baby has to be alive, but a baby also has to feed like a newborn baby. And boy, if a baby doesn't get fed, that you're going to know it. The third thing you need is you need to be able to communicate. You learn to pray. You cry out. You know, babies don't even really know what they're saying. It's unintelligible to begin begin with. But you learn to communicate to God your Father. And why do you do that? Is it because he doesn't know what you need? Well, most of the time, even as earthly parents, we know what they need. They're, they need a change or they need food. We're trying to figure it out. But God knows it all the time. But You need to communicate so you know that he knows. You know that he's there for you, that he is there. This is what you do when you pray and when you sit in silence and you listen. You know, it is true that uh, babies do pay attention, right? They can learn. Like, it seemed like I would try and get up early in the morning and when my kids were young and all I had to do was touch the floor and they they were awake. But this is what you need to do. You need to practice prayer, practice listening to grow. And then the fourth thing is you need a family. You know, some of you have been through terrible experiences. You did not, um, you did not have a family. You didn't know that, and it caused you real struggles. You know, the, some of you that are watching this, you don't have a church family. You know, you are really solo in it. 
You think, I've got God, I've got salvation, i got the Bible, I don't need anybody. No, you do need people. We grow up together, he says. We are a body. We grow up together, speaking the truth in love. You need a church home. You really do. You know, somebody said a lot of people have replaced their home with the Internet. Some There's an ad out there that says there's no place like Chrome. That's so sad. You see, you need a family. You don't need a, uh, you know, and by, by that I mean a church family, a home. You know, and by church I don't mean an institutional organization that has tons of things going and all kinds of activities. I'm not talking about a, a, an institution or an organization that offers you a ton of events. You can have all that and not really be a part of a family. I'm talking about you need a, a family just like a little kid does. You know, look at the people that are raised in institutions. It's not the same as being in relationship with people. A community of imperfect, your parents were imperfect, your siblings were imperfect, your kids are imperfect, but you are being raised in a community of imperfect yet loving and learning siblings in Christ. You can learn there to love and be loved. That's what you learn. You learn to forgive. You learn to serve. You learn to care and to be loyal to your family. You know, Toledo First Baptist Church has had its hurts and its hits, but we're a family. So we act as a family. And when you don't get what you want, you go talk it out with each other and you love each other and you're patient for people to grow up. When you don't, when you don't do this, when you don't have a family and learn how to have a, uh, live within a family, and why would you know how and if you, unless you came from an exceptional family? We all have to learn this together. But when you don't have this, you often get stunted. And a lot of times what happens in church families is people bring the, the dysfunction and the, the wounds and the hurts that they came from in their own family, and they kind of bring that with them or maybe where they came from. And, and we have to relearn this. We have to kind of re-family each other. And when we don't, we get stunted. Like those who grow up, as I said, in institutional settings. It's not the same. But then the, the fifth thing a baby needs, and so does a baby Christian, exercise. You know, we live in times where, where people tend to look at hard things or work or labor as, as a bad thing, as, a, as demeaning God says it's good. We must work the work of we must work the works of the Father while it is day for the night comes when no man can work. But God says hard things and work, working out your salvation. It grows you. This is what service is. You are being equipped, according to Ephesians 4.12, for the work the equipping of the saints for the work of service, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, and to the mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. You know what's sad? When things get hard a lot of times, people just, they just move on. And I want to tell you, don't do that. I've, I've Almost every one of you that I was part of this church, I said, don't just disappear. If, you're, if something's bothering you, let's talk about this. We're a family. We have to work on this. We work on this together. You grow up together into the mature person, the measure, the stature that belongs to the fullness of Christ. 
The other thing that's worked sometimes is faith. Do something that takes you faith. Do something you need to trust God to do. Maybe it just means going to church, a gathering. You don't feel like it, but you do it. And then you know that you've had this experience before. When you go, you're glad you went. You know, you will grow up. You will grow up if you follow these five things. And you will not need to be babied anymore. You will not need people to... Uh, you know, be always be on edge around you. That fear that they're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna throw a tantrum. And you know, when you grow up, you can help your family grow up and grow with the growth that's from God. And that's my prayer going on this year that you will grow. This will be 2023. Will be that year where you really grow. But you're gonna have to put these things in your life. The conditions for growth you need life. You need Christ. You need food. You need the Word of God, both preached and read, taught. You need to communicate. You need to pray and tell your Father, our Father who art in heaven. You need a family, a church family. It's not okay to just be couch surfing around in your spiritual life. You need a family where you're connected. And then you need service. You need exercise. you got to be doing something. And so I'm praying that that'll be true in your life and you'll begin to put these pieces together. Please, if this helped you, share it with somebody else. And Lord willing, I'll see you on Sunday and maybe you'll be there for that baptism and you'll get to see what that's about. God bless.